health is so important, but yet it can be so frustrating. I, like most people, have been frustrated with my health care and said there must be something better. After many years of looking, I found Ayurveda. Hi, my name is Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. Come along with me as I help unravel the benefits of an Ayurvedic lifestyle and show you how simple and beneficial it is to take back control of your health. It's time for Pure and Simple Ayurveda. Hello, everyone. Thanks for picking this podcast to listen to. This is Pure and Simple Ayurveda with the Backwoods Yogini. I am the Backwoods Yogini, Linda Rowe. Right now, it's late morning, and I'm feeling energetic and lively. How are you feeling right now at this moment? What are some of the qualities that come to mind for what you are noticing right now? I'd like to take a moment to follow up with the previous podcast and the assignment from that podcast. So did you take your dosha quizzes? Did the results resonate with you? Did you get different results from different quizzes? Did you have more questions than you did before? Well, welcome to the club on that. Looking at yourself is kind of like trying to hit a moving target. We need to remember that every single day, the body is a bit different than the day before. Organ cells are, reg- are regenerating every day, and our moods vary every day. Our thoughts, obviously, change, and our mind is quite active. While we might appear on the outside to look the same over time, the doshas, the bioenergies, are always fluctuating to some degree. So a little recap from last week's podcast. The doshas are the bioenergies of the body that make all the functions and the processes happen. They are vata, pitta, and kapha. And they are made up of the elements, air, space, fire, water, and earth. When they're in balance, we aren't really aware of them. But when they exhibit an increase in any element, we will get too much of the qualities associated with that element, right? The gunas, and we get out of balance. So, for example, if we take too much chili peppers into our meal, our pitta, which is made up of the fire element, could increase, and we might experience excess heat somehow in the body, maybe through sweating or through a redness of the skin, or some other means. The three key points to remember about doshas are these. Number one, everyone is born with a ratio of vata, pitta, and kapha in their body. Two, most everyone has some degree of imbalance. And thirdly, vata is typically the one to go out of balance, regardless of our dominant dosha. Before we delve into digestion, which is the major topic of our podcast today, one more piece needs to be brought in. We know the elements make up the doshas. So vata, pitta, kapha show up in our seasons, the weather, and in our food. There are also times of the day that are more vata, pitta, or kapha. This bit of knowledge helps us with digestion as well as many other aspects in Ayurveda. So let's just go over the times of the day pertinent to digestion, and we'll fill in the rest of the story on the times of the day in future podcasts. So 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., roughly, is the kapha time of day. The elements of water and earth are start to be predominant in our day. And many of us know 
If we sleep into the 9 to 10 a.m. or even 11 o'clock a.m. time range, we're often a slug the rest of the day. We can't seem to get moving. So it's best to consume our breakfast in the early part of kapha time or what would be the later part of the vata time. So in that 5 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. range is typically ideal for breakfast. Now, having said that, some people are not hungry and can comfortably skip breakfast, and that's fine for them, while others are ready to eat. And you want to eat moderately at that time, just enough to get you through to lunch. But eating 8 to 10 a.m. can often result in some poor quality digestion, which you'll hear some more about. The 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. time is pitta, the pitta time of day. The elements of fire and a bit of water are at their highest. Well, what else is at its highest point in this part of the day? The sun, that fiery star full of heat. So it's best to eat lunch between this time, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., close to noon. And it is highly recommended to eat your largest meal at noon and to have a cooked meal at this time as often as you can. Our digestion, our internal heat, is at its highest and we will digest the meal more completely. Then there's the 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. time, which is the vata time of the day. So this is a great time, ideally, to get lots of work done. Many people often feel like a nap during this time of the day, though. Hmm. We'll come back to this in a future show. But it's best to eat supper, uh, if you need to eat supper, it's best to eat an early and light supper in that 4.30 to 6 p.m. time frame. If you think about it, why are you loading up on food late at night, i.e. your fuel, and then going to bed a few hours later? That's kind of like filling up the gas tank of your car and then putting it in the garage. So actually, it's a bit worse than that, as we'll learn. <laughs> So I'll refer back to this timetable several times in future podcasts. But for now, this helps us understand a bit about the digestive process, the times of the day that are best for us to eat. Because it takes us about three to six hours for a meal to digest. It varies depending on one's agni. Here's our vocabulary word for this podcast. Agni. It means digestive fire. Some of us have a vata-like agni, so it's variable. Sometimes we have a good fire, sometimes a low fire. Others of us have a pitta agni, which can be more in, an intense fire, and digestion can happen more quickly. And still others can have a kapha agni, which is a slow-burning fire, so they digest their meals very slowly. So we range in that three to six hour time frame. Some key points to know about digestion Number one, it starts in the mouth with chewing and with the tongue. The tongue is actually a digestive organ. It's the only internal organ in the body that we can look at without surgery. The digestive juices begin the process in the mouth. So there's a chemical process going on, which means pitta is involved. The tongue is sending information through the tastes to the gut so it knows what type of enzymes and digestive juices to produce. So vata is involved with communication. We get caught up in eating quickly, eating when we're not really hungry or paying attention to what we are eating, or we drink our meals like smoothies and such. 
And so the key information oftentimes is not communicated properly because we are busying ourselves with other things as we're eating. We do not recognize the importance of proper digestion in our modern culture. Back in the day, we allowed for time for meals to be taken properly. When we eat on the go or try to multitask, we do ourselves a great disservice. A second key point about digestion is that we have a large amount of nerves connected to the gut. So again, the nervous system is connected to vata, that communication and transportation. Researchers even call it the second brain in the gut. So our emotional state also plays a strong role in the quality of our digestion. How often do we eat when we are upset or anxious? Or just not being aware of the sensations that occur while we're eating because we're so busy doing other things. And the third point about digestion is this. Ayurveda says there are actually 13 different digestion processes that occur throughout the body. We tend to think of just the big one in our stomach and small intestines, but they consider that there are five digestion processes happening in the liver and then seven more digestion processes that happen at each tissue layer. So there's a little foreshadowing of podcasts to come. And why do I bring this up? There is just more than one digestion to consider, and they all need to be working optimally for our health. Poor functioning of the primary digestive process can lead to poor functioning of the smaller digestive processes. And even in the primary, if the primary is working well, there can still be poor functioning at the smaller cellular digestions. And the fourth point to make is this. It takes a great deal of energy to digest food. I have read on the internet that about 60% of our metabolism goes to digestion. So that's an awful lot of energy. So this is one main reason why Ayurveda says that digestion is so important to our overall health. If the Agni, the digestive fire, is not working optimally on a regular basis, you will eventually incur some level of imbalance. We might experience burping or gas, acid reflux, a small appetite, feeling tired after eating, or maybe feeling bloated. And this is really just the start. Often in our Western perspective, we have come to think that gas and acid reflux is just kind of par for the course. And we're not making the association that what we are eating, or when we are eating, how we are eating, and what is going on while we are eating, we just aren't making these connections. So if our digestion is not top-notch, we will create what's called ama, our second vocabulary word for today. Ama is loosely translated as toxins, or as I like to call it, my technical term is digestive gunk. It's the result of improper digestion. Ama will build up over time, and then it can create health havoc for us. So your assignment this week is to notice and observe how you feel before you eat a meal, and how you feel after a meal. Pick one meal of the day and observe for a week or so. Maybe you want to keep notes or a little journal. And let me know what you observe. You can email me at mindfulway at mfx.net. Mindfulway at m as in main, f as in farmer, and x as in x.net. 
And here's our mindful minute. We'll pick mindful minute number five. Pick a meal this week to eat mindfully. Observe your plate of food with gratitude, taking in the colors and aromas. Take each bite, noticing whatever comes into your awareness. I'm excited for our recipe this week. It's stewed apples. So this recipe is wonderful to have for breakfast. It can be the only thing you have for breakfast, or you can have it before you eat other breakfast foods. So the recipe that I'm giving you today serves one, and you just multiply it for as many people as you want to serve. So we start out with one apple that's either local or organic. You want to peel it, core it, cube it, or slice it thinly. We want a half a cup, a quarter cup of water, and three to six cloves. You'll put all this together in a pot and cook on top of the stove for about five to eight minutes until the apples get a bit soft. You want to remove the cloves and then eat your stewed apples. Additionally, if you experience some constipation in your world, you can add in a few organic prunes into the mixture and cook the apples up with that, and that will be very helpful to you. So here's a great example of how we adjust a recipe based on what the body needs rather than satisfying our mouth solely. Oftentimes we think about throwing things into a pot to make something that tastes good. And Ayurveda says let's do something that tastes good and also works well and creates good digestion for us. If, however, for any medical reason you're not supposed to eat apples, then you can replace them with pears or just skip this recipe this week. My next podcast will offer suggestions and tips to improve digestion. I call it, How Do I Love Thee, Digestion? Let Me Count the Ways.